Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, Mount Calvary. I hope everyone had a blessed and happy Christmas. Merry Christmas to all those that I didn't get a chance to see, or we can just look at each other and say, thank you, Lord, for letting us see another Christmas, because a lot of us didn't make it this year. If we can stand, we're going to call for the reading of his word for scripture I'll be reading Psalms 100 from the King James Version make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands serve the Lord with gladness come before his presence with singing know ye the Lord he is God it is he that has made us and not we ourselves we are his people and the sheep of his pasture enter his gates with thanksgiving and unto his courts with praise oh be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good his mercy everlasting and his truth endures through all generations Lord, we come to you this morning saying thank you. Thank you for allowing us to be able to come out to hear a word from you, Father. Thank you for letting us see another day during this pandemic that is going around the world, Father. You chose us to be able to come out and remain safe and hear from you that we can go out and be a blessing to the rest of the world Father to spread your news how great you are so we just say thank you Father thank you for all that you've done thank you for the ones that haven't made it this far Father because we know that they're in your arms and we just say thank you for it For all things are done according to your will, Father. And we know that you are the master. And whatever is being done, Father, you are the conductor. So we just say thank you for your will, Father. And let us continue to learn your way. And to walk circumspectly in the way that you would have us walk, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and give you all honor and glory. Amen. Well, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. What an absolutely wonderful Savior we serve. 
God has kept us through another week. He has allowed us to see the start of a new one. Is there anybody here who's grateful today? Amen. We're just grateful to be here. Bless the name of our God. Let's enter into his gates with thanksgiving this morning and into his courts with praise, shall we? Is that F? So many wonderful things about Jesus. So many wonderful things about Come on, sing it with me. So many wonderful about Jesus. There are so many wonderful things. Good. Y'all hold on. Now, let me tell you something about singing through a mask it, <laughs> with other people. And if you haven't gotten it yet, y'all are the pew choir today. You are the pew choir, all right? So you got to sing out so that it will project, all right? Y'all ready? Let's try it again. Come on. There are so many wonderful things about G. That's it. Come on, testify. So many wonderful things about him. Oh, there are so many wonderful things about Jesus. There are so many wonderful things about That's it. His name is wonderful. His name is, he's a wonderful counselor. There are so many wonderful things. That's it. Oh, there are so many wonderful things about Jesus. Yeah, so many wonderful things about Come on, say it. His name is wonderful. He's a wonderful counselor. He is the mighty God. Everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. Oh, there are so many wonderful things about. Oh, there are so many wonderful about. Come on, everybody, just clap your hands. Oh, his name is wonderful. He's a wonderful counselor. He is the mighty God. He is the Prince of Peace. There are so many wonderful things about Last time, oh, there are so many wonderful things about Jesus. There are so many, so many wonderful things, so many wonderful things about Him. If you know the Lord is wonderful, Give him some kind of praise. What a wonderful Savior he is. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us 
adore. Come on, say it together. Oh, come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come. Adore. Yeah, that's it. Oh, come, let us adore. Oh, come, let us adore Him, Christ. For He alone is worthy. For He alone. Come on, declare it, He alone. For He alone is worth that's right for he alone is worthy Christ we give him all the glory we If you know he's worthy, we give all the glory. We give him all the glory. He is Christ. Christ. We'll praise his name. Forever we'll praise his name forever. Come on, lift it to him. We'll praise. Hallelujah. You're so worthy. We'll praise him. If you know he's worthy, come let us adore him. That's why we've come today. We've come to adore him. Christ, Christ. Come on, confess him today as He's Christ. We give him all the glory. He's Christ. He's the anointed one. He's the chosen one. He is the Messiah. He's Christ. Christ. 
the Lord. Last time, He is Christ, Christ the Lord. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! If you're able, would you just lift your hands and tell Him how you feel about it? Hallelujah to your name, Jesus. You are Christ the Lord. And we honor you today. You alone are worthy. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name. You may be seated. As we continue in an attitude of worship, he is Christ our Lord. If there was ever a time, if there was ever a time of year that we ought to be grateful for Jesus, is right now. <laughs> Many of us yesterday were guilty of saying, it just doesn't feel like Christmas. It's 60 degrees outside. It's raining. But I tell you what, whatever the feeling, our celebration of Christ is not based on the weather, not based on trees or lights or garland or gifts or snow, none of that. We're just grateful that God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life we're grateful for Jesus today hallelujah so things are a little different today um, Miss Valerie it was it was actually supposed to be her last Sunday today uh, but I got a message from her uh, this week she tested positive for COVID and uh, and then so did brother Jonathan would you keep them both in your prayers uh, Brother Percy, there were about five people uh, who tested positive, um, and I believe none of them were out there. They were all here on the platform, um, so we, we just need to clear the platform a little bit, and, uh, and so y'all are stuck with me for a little while. <laughs> I, I appreciate uh, all of them, though, and we would appreciate your prayers for uh, for those who have been affected they are none of them are in the hospital they are all doing well praise God I want to welcome you those who are here uh, worshiping with us in person in the sanctuary we are so glad that you've chosen to come and worship with us today in person in the building with the saints we're grateful especially if you're if you don't consider yourself a part of the Mount Calvary family. Uh, if you are visiting with us today, we are glad you're here. We're glad you're here. Uh, let's welcome them officially, shall we, in, in Mount Calvary fashion. Come on, let's sing. Welcome you into Mount Calvary. So glad you came, exalt his name, let's lift him up together. Thank God we're here from far and near. The Lord has brought us this far, and 
Also, those who are worshiping with us online, the majority of our members and friends are still worshiping uh, via Facebook and the website. We're glad that you have chosen to tune in to worship virtually. We're grateful for the technology that allows us to worship together virtually. And we're grateful for the people behind the technology who make it possible each week for us to be together virtually. Certainly, I do want to recognize I was remiss in not doing it last week. Uh, Mama Draw, uh, Miss Minister Tara's mother, is here from Paducah, Kentucky. Good to see you. And let me make a few observations. Um, and we'll put this. We'll put this in the uh, in the atrium pardon me, in the vestibule for everybody to see. Um, you probably can't see exactly what this is, but it is um, a wood etching of what now, is, what now is called the Old Mount Calvary. When we were on 3rd Street, Groveland was the Old Mount Calvary. At, but this is the 3rd Street property, and this is a Christmas gift from John Brandon. That is Emma Brandon Stevens' brother, and he just wanted to do something special for the church and certainly we appreciate and brother Clive uh, Stevens brother-in-law uh, please thank brother John Brandon for us we'll put it on display in the lobby I have a, um, a special note I want to read to you that I received um, Pastor Sam and Mount Calvary Baptist Church family, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for all you've done for Tracy. Being there through good times and bad, you took her into your family and your hearts and treated her as one of your own. May God bless and keep you. I love you with all my heart. And this is from Sister Ada Ross down in Texas City, Texas, Tracy Ross's mother who sent a beautiful card and wrote that note just to let us know how thankful she is. Um, with the church office being down for a couple of weeks, uh, we're a little behind in paperwork, but I do want to make you aware that there are two among us who have completed their new member orientation. Uh, Brother Calvin Rollins, would you stand, Brother Rollins? God bless you, sir. And welcome officially. Well, oh, we, we've got paperwork. Good. It's all right. Thank you, ma'am. You wouldn't happen to have a pen, would you? Awesome. Thank you. 
specially, sir. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. God bless you. Thank you. And Keely Watkins. Are you here, Miss Keely? All right. The men's ministry is still collecting for, uh, for the Gateway Men's Shelter uh, through today. You can, uh, if you have forgotten, you can still get it up here by 1230. And uh, we'll get you out enough time. You can run, run over to Roses and grab some toiletries and bring them back so that the men can bless the men at the Gateway Shelter. Uh, also, on your way out the door today, uh, we have a special Christmas gift from Mrs. Betty Joseph and the Joseph family. Um, her husband, the late Deacon uh, Henry Joseph, was an author, and, uh, and he penned several books, and one of which, um, which is called Prayers for Every Situation. That's the one that we have today, right, Mrs. Joseph? Yeah. Um, the Josephs have generously donated, and so everybody who leaves today can get a copy of the book Prayers for Every Situation by Deacon Henry Joseph. All right. Thank you so much, Mrs. Joseph. I think that's all I have. <clears throat> we are going to Luke chapter 2. Y'all don't mind if we jump right into the word, do you? Luke chapter 2. We are going to start reading at verse 22, Luke chapter 2, verse 22, and I'm reading from the New International Version of the Holy Scriptures, and here is how it reads. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout he was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God. 
saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Verses 22 through 32 of Luke chapter 2. You may be seated. During the Civil War, there was a corporal on the Union side whose name was Barton Mitchell. And one day he found an envelope on the road that was holding three cigars wrapped in some paper. And tucked inside of it were order, orders from General Robert E. Lee detailing the Confederate Army's next move. The Battle of Antietam was the result where the Union Army won and gave Abraham Lincoln the opportunity that he had been looking for to announce the Emancipation Proclamation. Corporal Mitchell was in the right place at the right time. On a flight to Orlando in 2003, a woman named Dorothy Fletcher had a heart attack. The stewardess, the flight attendant, pardon me, asked if there were any doctors on board. Fifteen cardiologists raised their hand. They were all en route to a medical conference on cardiology. Dorothy Fletcher was in the right place at the right time. 2012, there was a pilot named David Zetner and his wife, and they were flying their Cessna plane over their home at the same time that a stranger was trying to make off with their trailer. They followed the truck with their trailer for miles, alerting the police from the air. Mr. Zetner and his wife were in the right place at the right time. All these people that I have just mentioned were in the right place at the right time, just like the Bible character that we're going to study today. Simeon was his name, and he was in the right place at the right time to receive a blessing from the Lord. And I want to argue this morning that being at the right place at the right time, at least in Simeon's case, is not a matter of happenstance. It is not just a lucky chance. There are some characteristics about Simeon that put him in the right place at the right time to see Jesus. These things placed Simeon right where he needed to be, right when he needed to be there to receive his blessing. And we can learn from these characteristics of Simeon 
as we look to be in the right place at the right time to receive from the Lord. Now, I do feel like I need to give a caveat up front because you all know me by now and you all know that I believe that what God has for me is for me. But we must admit that there are some blessings that have strings attached. Uh, let's get into it and I'll, I'll explain a little bit about it later. There are, uh, there are three characteristics I want to talk about Simeon that placed him in the right place at the right time to see Jesus. And here's the first one. It's in the text and that is his dedication. The Bible says there was a man in Jerusalem and he was called Simeon. And the Bible calls him righteous and devout. Righteous. King James Version says he was just. His way of thinking, feeling, and acting was conformed to the will of God. He did what was right in the sight of God. He was fair with man and he was faithful to God. He was just in his dealings, and he was devoted to God. He was not, as John wrote to the Laodicean church, y'all remember from a few weeks ago, he was not lukewarm. He was hot. He was on fire for God. He was righteous, and he was devout, that is, pious. He was religious. He was not wishy-washy or fickle. He was not temperamental or unstable. He was not double-minded or inconsistent. No, he was dedicated to God and to the things of God. And saints, I know that this is not a popular thing to say in 2021. I recognize that in the times in which we live, we don't talk much about our dedication to God and to the things of God. I know all of our talk in this day is about what God can do for us. It's all about what we can get from him. But I want to offer today, looking at the story of Simeon, that there are some things, there are some blessings that we may not see unless there is some sense of dedication on our part. Um, it's different because our forefathers, our foremothers, all they had was God. All they had was their relationship with God. Oppression in this country saw to it that they needed the Lord. But as things have opened up for us, we are finding, at least in our own estimation, that we need him less and less. But I want to offer today that there are some things that require our being sold out, not straddling the fence. Yes, there are some general blessings that God gives to everybody. Yes, the Bible says God makes the sun rise on the evil and the good. Huh? The Bible says God sends the rain on the just and the unjust. But there are some blessings that are reserved for sold out saints. I'm in the word. Isaiah 26 at verse 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind 
is stayed. Huh? Not back and forth. Whose mind is stayed on thee. Psalm 37 4 says that God will give you the desires of your heart if you delight yourself also in him. Proverbs 3, you know what it says? It tells us that the Lord will direct our paths if you trust in him with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding if you acknowledge him in all your ways. That's why Paul admonishes, I beg you based on the mercies of God that you present your body, your whole self a living sacrifice. I remember the way the saints used to sing it when I was a boy is your all on the altar of sacrifice laid. Your heart does the spirit control. You can only be blessed and find peace and sweet rest as you yield him your body and soul. Here's the question, what's it worth to us? What is it worth to see God's best? What is it worth to experience God's best? Simeon was in the right place at the right time to be blessed, first of all, based on his dedication to God. But not only did he have dedication, though, he also had, number two, he had an expectation. It's in the text. Look at it in the second part of verse 25. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. That word in the original language for waiting literally means expecting. He was expecting something from God. He was looking for something. He was living in a sense of expectation. And according to Luke, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. That's just a poetic phrase, a beautiful way of saying he was waiting for the Messiah. He was looking for God's anointed one. He was expecting the Savior of Israel. And I want to offer this morning that if we're going to be in position to be blessed, if we want to be in the right place at the right time, we must not lose a sense of expectancy. A sense of waiting with expectation to see what the Lord has promised. I get it. I know I know it can be difficult when life starts to make things look like what God has promised will not come to pass. I get it. But look at Simeon. We have no indication from the text that there was anything in his life that would point to the fulfillment of what he was waiting for. Consider this. What he was waiting for was first promised all the way back in Genesis chapter 3. Huh? When God promised it in the garden when he said that the seed of the woman would crush the serpent's head, right? That was all the way back in Genesis and there's still no sign of a Messiah. The Lord had spoken to the prophet Isaiah 
For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. He had spoken to Isaiah about the Messiah when he said he was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we were healed. But since that prophecy, it's been hundreds of years and still no Messiah. The Lord had spoken through David about the Messiah when he said lift up your heads O ye gates and be ye lift up ye everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in who is the king of glory the Lord strong and mighty who is this king of glory the Lord mighty in battle and after all this time still no Messiah uh, but remember Simeon is righteous and devout. So we, he would have known what the prophets said about Jesus. He would have understood what had been written on him in the word. All Simeon has to go on was the word that he got from the Lord. That if God said it, it will come to pass no matter how long it takes to bring it there. That if the Lord makes a promise, he's big enough, powerful enough, strong enough smart enough wise enough faithful enough to fulfill what he said he would do and Simeon's expectation is based on the word his, his expectation is based on what God has spoken through his prophets and saints I want to offer to you today that our expectation must be based on the word of God if God said it I can have it if he promised peace in his word I expect peace if he promised wholeness in his word I expect wholeness I expect to be every whit whole. If he promised that the seed of the righteous shall be delivered, I expect deliverance for all my children. If he said, I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies, I expect to eat good no matter who's watching. All I'm saying is that if God said it, that really does settle it. There is no biblical evidence at all that Simeon knew anything about an angel coming to see Mary and Joseph. There is no biblical evidence that Simeon knew anything about Mary and Joseph having to go out to the stable to give birth and then put the child in a feeding trough and wrap him in swaddling clothes. There is no biblical evidence that, si that Simeon knew anything about the shepherds coming or the angels singing. Simeon was just minding his own business, being faithful being dedicated to his God and holding on to his expectation and I've got good news for you right now while Simeon was waiting God was working and I want to tell you this morning while you're waiting God is working 
you've just been minding your own business trying to be faithful trying to be dedicated trying uh, serving while you're hurting serving in the midst of pain serving still waiting on God but while you've been waiting on God God has been putting everybody in place putting everything together orchestrating every part I know I'm in the word here's what it says and we know all things work together for good to them who love God who are the called according to his purpose would you look and tell somebody through your mask while you're waiting God is working I don't know about you but that's why I'm looking for a miracle I'm expecting the impossible I see the invisible because while I'm waiting God God is putting everything together that's why it couldn't happen then because there are some puzzle pieces that need to be in place before you even get there Simeon is in the right place and he's at the right time first of all because of his dedication Secondly, because of his expectation. But then also, it's because of his communication. I'm in the text. Look at verse 26 and the first part of verse 27. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah moved by the spirit he went into the temple courts did y'all catch that the holy spirit the very spirit of christ on whom he was waiting had revealed to simeon that you're going to see what you've been waiting on and you're going to see it before you see death before you see death you'll see the promise before you get out of here you're going to see the Lord's Messiah the Holy Ghost told him and then that same Holy Ghost told him when to go to the temple now there are two aspects of communication that are revealed here the first is the communication of the Holy Spirit to Simeon we're not, we're not told how the Holy Spirit communicated with him. All right? The Bible characterizes God's voice in a number of ways. Psalm 29 says his voice is louder than roaring waters. God thunders with his voice. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon, the big, big tall trees that uproots them and splits them. The voice of the Lord breaks flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The voice of the Lord makes the dough go into labor. The voice of the Lord strips the forests bare. 
That's one way that the voice of the Lord is characterized. That, that's one reason why I'm real, I'm, I'm, I'm real skeptical about when people say, the Lord said, because I'm always thinking, if God's voice does all that, how come ain't nobody heard it but you? Ah, but, but don't get carried away because that's not the only way that the voice of the Lord is described. Y'all remember Elijah? He had just, he was coming down off that high, right? He, he had, he had just killed all these false prophets and he is depressed. That's a whole different, that's a whole different sermon. God, he has just had a great spiritual high and now he is depressed. And the Lord speaks to him and says, go out on the mountain. I'm going to show you something. And the Bible says a great and powerful wind came through and tore up the mountains, but the Lord wasn't in the wind. After the wind came, there was an earthquake that shook the very foundations of the earth but the Bible says the Lord wasn't in the earthquake after the earthquake there was a fire but the Lord wasn't in the fire but after the fire came a still small voice a gentle whisper one, ver one version puts it and when Elijah heard it he pulled his cloak over his face he went out and stood at the mouth of the it, it was that still small voice and I cannot tell you how the Lord will speak to you I cannot tell you whether it will be in the booming voice that makes the deer go into labor I can't tell you if it's in the booming voice that splits trees in half or whether it's that still small voice that nobody can hear but you whether it's that still small voice that you gotta go off by yourself to hear all I know is he still speaks But I told you there were two aspects of this communication piece. The first is that the Holy Spirit told him he would see Christ before he sees death. But the second aspect of communication is revealed here on the part of Simeon. I know you're thinking, you're thinking, I don't see that in the text, Reverend. I don't see where he talked back to the Holy Spirit, but I promise you, it's in there. It's in verse 27 where it says, moved by the Spirit, he went. The Spirit moved him and he obeyed. The Spirit prompted and he acted. It falls on us when the spirit speaks I'll say it again it falls on us when the spirit speaks whether through his word or through his prophet or however he chooses to speak it falls on us to obey I want to offer that we speak back with our obedience <laughs> we speak back with our yes far louder than anything that will ever come out of our mouths 
are the words we speak with our lives. The Lord is not looking for our lip service if our hearts are far from him. He wants a yes. A yes with our actions. A yes with our bodies. A yes with our attitudes. Simeon is in the right place at the right time because his actions said yes. Because of his dedication, he's in the right place at the right time because of his expectation. But he's also in the right place at the right time because of his communication. The Holy Spirit revealed to him and he communicates back with his obedience. And his obedience puts him in the temple court at the exact time that Mary and Joseph are bringing baby Jesus to the temple. We don't know how many times he'd been to the temple before. We don't know how many times he showed up and did not see the fulfillment of promise. But he kept on going. He kept on being faithful. He kept on listening to the Spirit until one day, the right day, at the right time, he goes into the temple court. Don't miss that. He's been in the right place before. <laughs> He's been there at the temple where worship goes forth. He's been there at the temple where sacrifice is made. He's been there at the temple, the meeting place between a great God and a grateful people. He's been in the right place the whole time, but it wasn't, but it wasn't the right time. And I want to tell some, I'm trying my best to just get through this sermon without being too preachy but I want to tell somebody here today maybe the place isn't the problem I don't care how many times you've been in the place if it wasn't God's timing nothing could happen and when the right place lines up with the right time with God's time something miraculous is bound to happen I want to congratulate you because over and over and over again you've come to the right place you came when you didn't feel like it you came when you had to drive through tears you came when you weren't sure what you were coming for but you kept on coming would you look at somebody and tell them through your mask you kept on coming congratulations you're still in the right place and if you keep showing up 
at the right place eventually it will be the right time that's why the old folk used to say it you can't hurry God oh no you just have to wait I heard Miss Estelle sing it you gotta trust him and give him time no matter how long it takes cause he's a God that you can't hurry but he'll be there don't you worry he may not come when you want him but he's always he's always on time and so this day when Simeon goes in and he sees Joseph and Mary and he sees the baby he knows right away this is the one that I've been waiting for and the Bible says he took the boy up in his arms and he began to bless God don't miss it there's a word about dedication there's a word about expectation there's a word about communication but finally there is a word about adoration Simeon picks up the boy and begins to bless the Lord he picks up the child and begins to bless the name of our God all he knows is this is the child of promise and he starts to praise God based on what he knows all he sees is a baby but he knows it's a blessing all he sees is an infant but he knows it's the son of God he's just holding a child but he knows that this child is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the whole wide world and he begins to bless God he begins to speak well of God he begins to praise his name based on what he knows not what he sees he picks up the child and says God you something else he picks up the child and says God you're so good to me he picks up the child and says wonderful is your name he picks up the child and says glory to the father he picks up the child that he hasn't seen do anything but he blesses the Lord he hasn't seen him teach in the temple but he blessed the Lord he hasn't seen him turn water to wine but he blessed the Lord he hasn't seen him unstop deaf ears but he blesses the Lord he hasn't seen him open blind eyes but he blesses the Lord he hasn't seen him raise Lazarus from the dead but he blesses the Lord he hasn't seen him raise the widow's son but he blesses the Lord he hasn't seen him go to Calvary he hasn't seen him take the nails in his hands he hasn't seen him take the nails in his feet but he blessed the Lord he hasn't seen him die on an old cross but he blessed the Lord he hasn't seen him buried in a borrowed tomb but he blessed the Lord he hasn't seen Jesus get up from the grave 
but he blessed the Lord. What are you trying to say? All I'm trying to tell you is that Simeon's praise was based on what he knew and not what he saw. All he saw was a baby, but what he knew was a savior. And I don't know what blessing you've been waiting on. I don't know what you've been expecting from the Lord, but whatever it is, you've got to learn how to give God praise based on what you know, not what you see. You see sickness, but you know he's a healer. You see darkness, but you know he's the light. You see depression, but you know he brings joy. You see worry, but you know he's your peace. Not what you see, but it's based on what you know. That's why you don't have to wait until the battle is over. You can shout, shout, shout right now. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. He's Christ. He is the anointed one. He is the Messiah. He is the lily of the valley and the bright. Come, let us adore him. How you gonna praise him like that? And I know you're still going through. I'm not praising him based on what I see. I'm praising him based on what I know. Right now, I'm just holding the baby. But I know that the baby that the baby will become a man and the man will become a sacrifice I know that if I hold on to what the Lord has promised I believe I'll run on and see what the end see what the end will be hallelujah is there anybody here who is not afraid who is not ashamed to give God praise based on what you know not what you see I know what it looks like but God is good I know what it smells like but God is good I know what it sounds like but God is good I know what it tastes like but God is good and so I'll bless his name I'll speak well of him I'll eulogize that's all that word means it means I'll say something good I got to say it like my mama says God you something else the right place <laughs> you're in the right place you're in the right place 
you're in the right place and in God's own time God's own time. What he said will come to pass. I got to tell you, you've been standing in a place of belief. You've been standing in a place of expectation and the place isn't the problem. Some of you are trying to get out of what you've been in. Sit tight. Don't move until the Lord tells you to move. The place isn't the problem. Huh? God, oh, I get it. That's why he says, be still and know that I am God, I will be exalted. You got to be still. The place ain't the problem. The issue is the time. And I got to tell you, you don't want what God has for you before it's time. No, I'll wait. It's all about, I want to look at that. I want to look at this right quick. <clears throat> yeah. So, do you understand all the pieces that had to come together? Caesar Augustus had to issue a decree because a census had to be taken then and there so that Joseph and Mary would get to the right place. Right? So that the baby Jesus could be born in the right place at the right time. That's why Paul said in the fullness of time God sent his son Right? They, there couldn't be room in the inn so that he would have to be born in a stable and placed in a manger, a feeding trough for animals. Right? There had to be shepherds in the right season of the year who wouldn't be at home in the bed sleep, but who would be through the night in their field watching the sheep. So that the angels could come to them in the field. And then the choir could follow. All this had to be. 
Joseph and Mary had to be devout so that they would take Jesus on the eighth day to be circumcising to get his name officially Jesus. And then they had to go to the temple on that day to offer the sacrifice on the same day that Simeon would meet them in the temple courts because the Holy Spirit had told Simeon you won't die without seeing him there had to be a woman who was there too at least 103 years old the Bible said she had been married seven years and a widow for 84. The youngest age that she could be married in that culture was 12. So if she was 12 years old when she got married, 19 years when her husband died, it's been 84, that's 103 years old at least. A prophetess. And she's close enough to hear or see what's going on with Simeon and Mary and Joseph and Jesus. And she joins in. You in the right place? Because it may not be your promise today. But if you're close enough to see or hear your neighbor's day, then you ought to join in and rejoice with them. Simeon was the one with the promise, but Anna catches a glimpse and she starts rejoicing too. <laughs> Y'all get it? You get it? All right. Thank you, Lord. If you're here today, you're not sure that you're saved. Listen, I have good news for you. God loved the world. That is everybody without exception. He loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, his unique, one-of-a-kind son, that's Jesus Christ, so that whosoever, that's anybody, whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but so that the world through him might be saved that my brothers and sisters that's good news that's good news and here's how the Bible says to do it confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord he's running things he's in charge believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved that is good news. Listen, if you're here, you're not sure you're saved, 
Can I tell you, you haven't done too much. You haven't gone too far. You are not too dirty. If you have breath in your body, if you are breathing, you have an opportunity to get it right with God through Jesus Christ. And here's the truth. You can't get it right with God without him. Pastor, let me clean up some things and then I'll come. Listen, if you could clean yourself, you wouldn't need a savior. And I know we all clean up well, but don't get it twisted. Don't be fooled. Everybody in here who is saved had to come through the same blood of Jesus Christ. Everybody. If you're here and you're not sure you're saved, not sure where you're going to spend eternity, and yes, we are all going to spend eternity somewhere, would you raise your hand right where you are? Somebody will come to you and answer any questions, explain to you what it means to be saved, and you can know that you're saved today. You can enter into baptism, believer's baptism. You can know that you are saved today. If there's anybody among us who's not sure raise your hand. If there's anybody who's joining us online, just put it in the chat. Send us a message. Do something to let us know that you want to receive the Lord Jesus as your Savior today. You want to accept Christ and you want to be saved. Let us know. Somebody will contact you this afternoon and walk you through it and explain what needs to be explained, answer questions that you have. We really just want you to be saved. That's the first call. Second call is this. You're saved already, but you know that the Lord is calling you here to this place as your church home. If that's you, will you come? You already know where you're going to spend eternity, but you know you're supposed to be a part of the Mount Calvary family. If you're supposed to be here, we need you here so that, God, so that we can be all that God has called us to be. If you're in the building, you can raise your hand and somebody will come to you. Um, Miss Kim, there's one behind you. If you're in the building, raise your hand. Somebody will be glad to come to you. If you're watching online, you know you're supposed to be a part of the Mount Calvary family. Send us a message. Put it in the chat. Do something to let us know that you know you're supposed to be here in the Mount Calvary family. And we'll treat you like the gift you are because we need you and you need us. And we're going to treat you like it. Someone will contact you this afternoon. Everybody else is saved and is where you know you belong. Then let the church say amen. Amen. I asked Dr. Grant Gardner to come. Um, he is working most weekends in his residency. But I, I wanted him to come and just share a few words about the importance of being vaccinated. Um, and then after that, Brother uh, Paige can come and close us out, all right? You want to come up here or you want to sit down there where, where you want to be? Good morning, Mount Calvary. That sermon was great, so I'm still trying to process that. Um, I came on the right Sunday for sure, because that word was definitely for me. Um, but that's not my task today. I'm here to talk a little bit about COVID, guys. Um, we're still in a pandemic. 
no matter what you hear on the news or the social media or what your friends or family might say to you, we're still definitely in a pandemic. And at one point, we thought in the medical community that we were getting better. You know, the numbers had started to plateau and even started to decrease in some areas. But unfortunately, recently we've seen a spike, and a pretty quick spike in COVID. And what we're seeing is that most of it is now due to this new Omicron variant that has not been around for that long. But unfortunately, it's making up about 70 to 75% or more of the cases that we're seeing of COVID. And people are asking, I get this question a lot from patients, now why are we seeing so many mutations and so many variants of COVID? And it's because we now have a mechanism to kind of stop COVID but it, through vaccinations, but unfortunately our vaccination rates are so low. And so whenever a virus is able to get into a new host or to a new body and have brand new cells, brand new mechanisms, it can change just a little bit, just enough to become more infectious. And so for the people who aren't vaccinated, if you get infected with COVID and it starts to mutate within, let's say your body, if it happens to get to another person, now that mutation starts to spread to other people. And that's what happened with Omicron that did not start here in the U.S., but somehow made its way over here. And now it's making up so many cases of our COVID that we're seeing here in the United States. And so now COVID, in the past, when we got COVID, we thought, okay, pneumonia. Um, oh my God, I'm gonna lose my taste, lose my smell. I feel terrible. I have a crushing headache. I must have COVID, you know? So we have some type of way of knowing maybe I may have COVID, but Omicron is now slick. It now presents as the common cold. Sniffles, scratchy throat, may have a runny nose, might have a headache, may feel tired, but you have COVID and you may not know you have COVID. And I said the last time I stood in this very space, if you have COVID and you're young, and you're unvaccinated and you happen to spread it to your grandparents or your loved ones or someone in a store or your church member who is elderly or who may have comorbid conditions, may have hypertension, may have had cancer in the past, may have some type of autoimmune disease, they can't fight COVID like you. And so I'm here just to implore you. I'm not here to convince anyone anymore. I think we have enough history with us now. It's your decision. But like I tell my patients on a daily basis, I'm just telling you the facts at this point. COVID vaccines are doing exactly what they are designed to do. And that is to prevent severe disease, prevent hospitalizations and prevent deaths. I can tell you the number of people I have personally pronounced dead from COVID. And my youngest one was 34 years of age and he looks just like me. Broke my heart, unvaccinated. I have yet to pronounce anyone dead who's vaccinated. So all I'm saying to you, COVID is still here with us. It's not gonna go anywhere for a while. And we have mechanisms available to us to prevent the spread of COVID-19 and these variants. People are saying that I can use, I have antibodies and I can go get the monoclonal antibodies. And yes, a new viral pill was approved this week through Pfizer for antiviral treatment of COVID-19 but that's after you've already been infected. We have something now that can prevent you from being infected and possibly spreading this virus to us, to our loved ones. 
So all I'm saying to you, consider getting vaccinated with the Moderna or the Pfizer vaccine, not the Johnson & Johnson, the one shot. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is not shown to be efficacious against these new variants that are coming out of COVID. So if you've been vaccinated already and you got vaccinated with Johnson & Johnson, that's okay. Just go get the booster shot with Pfizer or Moderna. And that has been shown to be just as efficacious against this Omicron. And I'm suspecting other variants that are gonna come out of COVID-19. So I'll just leave you with this. We're still in a pandemic. Don't let anyone tell you that we're not. Continue to wear your mask. Continue to social distance. I can't say that enough. At least three feet, six feet is, rep is, is recommended, but at least three feet away from other people if you're unsure if they're vaccinated. If you're gonna sneeze, if you're gonna cough, do it into a tissue and throw it away. You know, disinfect the areas that you're in. Continue to wash your hands and let's stop the spread of COVID-19. that we hear today is it the right time for us mm. uh, before we uh, do the uh, offering uh, it's been asked if, if anyone wants a poinsettia that you can uh, come and get one you know after the ushers uh, direct you uh, as far as leaving but if you want a poinsettia, you can uh, you can get one today. Uh, there's several ways to give. There's Giveify, which is tap, give, and it's done. And then there's Cash App, which, excuse me, <laughs> I'm used to wearing it every day because I work with uh, developmentally disabled people, and I've gotten to where I, I forget to take it off. It's, it's become part of me. Uh, there's Cash App, which is dollar sign MTC ALMBC. And then there's Text to Give, which is 937 543 5169. And the, uh, the deacons will be in the parking lot for those that uh, would like to come in, uh, drive through, but they're only going to be here to about 1230 today. So if you if you're gonna online and you want to give, they'll be here in the parking lot till about 12:30. With that all said, I hope that everybody, like I said, enjoyed their holiday. And let us continue to be safe. Let us open our hearts and our minds and, and receive what is being just told to us. Stop. Get this thing of fear. God didn't put fear in our hearts. That's us. So let's get this fear out of our hearts and get these vaccinations so we can save not just ourselves, but our people. Because we are, we, we, ourselves are our own worst enemy when we start saying, I'm not going to do it. Don't let that be you. Year 22 is coming. Let's make it through 22 and keep on making it through. 
We, uh, I don't know, I haven't, we are. So New Year's Eve service here at the church at seven o'clock. So yes, hope to see everybody here. But in the, in the interim, please, if you haven't been vaccinated, they're, they're there. Everywhere is giving them Rite Aid. I mean, CVS, Walgreens, get vaccinated. Thank you. Would you stand for the benediction? Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to present itself faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Let everyone say amen. If you will remain seated and follow the directions of the ushers. Now I guess they can uh, direct you as far as whoever wanted to get a poinsettia. The ushers uh, probably tell you uh, who uh, direct you on how they want you to get it. Thank you. Thank you. 